0: Oh, he is back. Back attack. Okay, I'm here. What do you need? Uh, I do want to first off thank you for all your kind comments and suggestions. This is Lee Jackson, America's Finest Watchman with you today. And my chicken is being fricasseed as we speak. Ouch. Oh, man. Did you know that I was an, an, an anatomy award winner? That's right. This is the best nude podcast in podcasting, and I'm doing it today in the nude just for you, just to get you going. So either you think that's a horrible picture or a wonderful picture, one or the other. I don't know which, but either way, it's okay. It's all good. Okay, so uh, let's talk watches, shall we? Enough of my silliness and all? Yes, 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 yes. Uh what do I have to tell you? Well, this week I thought I would tell you about a watch that I'm very excited about. Have been for a long time. Uh let's see. It is called uh Parallel. and I've talked about Parale before. I know I have. Um but I want to talk about it again. Parale has been around since 1777. I am trying to get you some info on the company because I really like their product a lot. I always have. I'll tell you the story of why. But what I'm trying to do as I'm talking is I'm on their website looking up their history to go over it with you. It's kind of weird because usually it's like front and center. You know, we want you to know everything. In the meantime, I don't know anything. I know. Pretty funky, isn't it? And every time I go to do it, it won't do it. Hmm. Okay, let's try a different tack. How about that? Let's try something else. Let's try the history of Parallel. Okay, well, I know Abraham Lewis Parallel was very famous in his day in the 1700s. He is the inventor of the self-winding watch about 250 years ago. And he has been with it as long as he was around and they've continued to work on automatic movements. Um, very famous, very well-known man, especially in the watch business. He started in 1729 in Leloc, which is a Swiss village. And he invented the automatic movement in 1777. And of course, in those days, it was a pocket watch. It was not a wristwatch. Um... Nobody has managed to improve on his automatic watch skills or his designs. They've made tweaks and improvements, but it's pretty much the same. He also did the first pedimeter, which tells you how far you've walked in 1780. Uh, and then his son kind of took over. And around 1823, they started coming out with intelligent watches, like an astronomical clock built in in 1815, uh, presented in the fair in 1823. They had a chronograph counter. They came up with an 1827, a flyback chronograph. And, um, he became a knight of the Legion of Honor in 1834. And then in 1995, which is what, exactly when I got involved with the company. Isn't that weird? Strange. And when I say I got involved, uh, I'm not part of Parole at all. I have nothing to do with them. I don't get any monetary value of any kind from them. I don't get watches or paid anything. I just happen to like them. I've worked with their watches a long time, and I like their watches. Okay, so let's go back to 1995. In 1995, uh, I was doing shows, TV shows selling watches. And the owner of the company, um, Mickey comes up to me and he says, Hey man, I got all these new watches from this jewelry store. It's like a chain and they want to get rid of them. And I said, okay, I'll sell them. What is it? And he brings me over a Parallel and I go, wow, beautiful watch, really beautiful. And the original Parallels were round. They had a very beautiful, like a gold, kind of a half a disc, like a half moon in the center of the dial, very ornate and gold with a red ruby around it in the center and the hands coming out right out the middle. And the cases were really beautifully made and they were not cheap. These were expensive watches. Uh, We sold them, I don't know, half a list or less. I mean, we got a really good deal on them, but man, they were really nice. And that's how I got involved with Paralay. It's one of the nicer new watches I had my hands on. I had my hands on some Gerald Genta's and some other really, they're offbeat, but very good expensive watches that I had from this, I guess, this closeout. That's what it was, a closeout. So I started dealing with Paralays and I really liked them. I liked the quality. I liked the way they were made. Um, I liked the way they looked. I thought they were really a beautiful watch, just beautifully done, every detail. And I was told in those days that the camera company Nikon had just bought them. And they were trying to make a big push and bring them out again. And I liked them. And what happened in '95 was Parallel a invented. I think they probably just came out of the ether at that point because I don't remember hearing about Parallel a years before. They came out with what's called a double rotor design watch. Okay, now let's go over this. And you should look up Parallel's and look up the original Parallel's, not the new turbines, the old ones. You see this. Gold rotor in the center. The center of the dial has a big, like a pie pan indentation, and there's a half moon solid gold disc in the center, and that actually turns, so it's another rotor. Now, we know that rotors are for automatic watches. It's a swinging, oscillating weight that moves as you move and winds the watch. Parallel came up with the idea of two of them, one in the back and one in the front. The one in the front is very decorative. They make it out of solid gold, so it's heavy. It also is decorated. It's really neat looking. They're very, to me, they remind me of like the 1700s pirates and that kind of thing. I don't know why, but they just do. They're just a beautifully ornate design. They came on stainless, two tones and gold. Um, They had all different models. One of their big models was called the Air Zermatt. And I always wondered what that meant, but that's, that's a mountain range in the Alps. The Zermatt mountain or mountains or something, but very cool watch. Um, then they had the James cook, which had a gorgeous dial on it, like a multi-point star in the center with different colors. I don't know how to describe it. It was so pretty. And these were not huge watches. These were probably 36 millimeter, uh, men's watches. And then as time went on, I mean, I sold the absolute bejesus out of them. We all did. Everybody there was selling them. And the reason was as a favorite of the owner. But of course, I did the most because I'm in the watch business and I know watches. And I really liked them. I thought the quality was excellent. I just didn't want to spend the money because they were not cheap. They were in thousands of dollars, many thousands. They were not cheap at all. And I always liked them. And then years later, I started to look them up again. And they've come up with new models, new designs. You can still find the older ones at a hell of a price. And I'm telling you, the quality of those older ones is like up there with the big boys, you know, the Vacherons and all that. They're really close. Um, Their movements are not as good. They now make their own movements. In those days, I think they were using others, probably ETA, but they were nicely done. Uh, Now they're doing their own. And now they are part of a company called Festina. And if you look up Festina watches, they're pretty inexpensive watches. They have a few different lines, the Festinas. Um, and most of them aren't that great. I don't want to say they're crap, but they're not far off. Uh, I didn't spell it right. I want to read you about Festina because I own a Festina. The Swiss watch, it kind of reminds me, Festina kind of reminds me of almost like a Seiko or, you know, those cheap, um, Rolex knockoff looking watches you see on TV, like Invicta and all those real crap. And it kind of reminds me of that, but it's made in Switzerland and they use sometimes outside movements like from uh, Japan or China or whatever, but they're decent quality. They're not great quality, but they're decent and they're fairly inexpensive. Like here I am looking at Festina stuff, and I mean it's okay if you want an inexpensive watch. Festina's not not bad, not bad. Uh, Gerard Butler is now pushing their brand. I mean they even have gold, solid gold watches too. So Festina has, I think, three or four different brands. Yeah, Gerard Butler is now their spokesperson. How do you like that? Cool. Okay, so their watches are on the cheap side, but they're decent. Uh, they also have another one. Like I'm looking at the new Festinas and they're like under $200 and they're beautiful. Nice. They're mostly quartz. Uh, I'm trying to see if they have any automatics. These are probably quartz. They got beautiful looking designs $250. 50. They're not expensive. Not at all. Okay. Like I'm looking at one that's a, uh, like a Rolex sub with a blue dial in gold. Quartz. Yeah. A lot of them are going to be quartz. Okay. But they have other companies. They have another. So Festina, let me, let me finish on Festina. Cause I know I'm jumping around. Festina is more of a inexpensive sport watch company made in Switzerland. So they don't even say it on the dial anymore. <laughs> they don't say Swiss because they probably aren't, but they're, they're decent quality. I mean, they're, you know, for, what do you want for a brand for 200 250 bucks what do you think you're gonna get a something really great Uh, but Festina owns this company they own another one called Jaguar and don't confuse with the car I I I don't know I find it to be a very interesting a very interesting watch because it is confused confused with the Jaguar car and the reason I'm bringing it up is because Festina owns it, it is a better quality watch than the Festina. I'm looking at some pictures, they look really nice. Um, they have like a head of a jaguar as their logo. And they're supposed to be higher quality than Festina. Let's see. Yeah, they're coming in around $500, which is still not expensive for a nice watch. But they're all similar to submariner looking things they just all look the same let me see what's in them let me take a look but i always thought jag was jaguar was an interesting watch jaguar connected okay it's gotta be quartz uh it says a hybrid so i don't know what that means it's a hybrid movement so what the hell does that mean see this is swiss does it say it on the dial no nope, none of them do but it looks like decent quality. It's uh good stainless steel they use. Case is huge, 45.7 millimeters. That's gigantic. Gigundor. So it's a step up. And if you look at their little, they show this like little animated thing of a watch. The quality looks real good. Real good on this little uh this little PowerPoint or whatever you want to call it. Now I'm looking at their men's watches. They're again sporty watches. They again look, they've got Submariner looking ones, and then they've got some that look like some of the better watches, like uh, stuff that almost looks like Ulysses Nardin. Their bands are different design. They got a five link band, looks decent. A lot of their chronos are on uh, straps. Here's 550. This is in pounds, by the way, five and a quarter. Um, I don't know if these are automatics or not. Let me take a look because they're 550 pounds stainless steel sapphire glass okay what has it got inside of it does it say Swiss chronograph huge again uh, doesn't say nope does not say sapphire strap movement Swiss chronograph what the hell does that mean I mean what does that mean Swiss chronograph so it's probably quartz would be my guess and they're decent quality. I mean, they look decent. I just think the name is kind of funky. You know, Jaguar, and it's not has nothing to do with the Jaguar Auto. Nothing. And Jaguar Auto has licensed their name for watches, too. So you've got two different things competing, which is kind of dumb. And then their third brand, a really, in my opinion, a horrible name, Condino. Condino, I think it's Candino watches. Yep, Condino watch. Wait a minute, maybe not. Maybe I got it wrong. Condino watch. Nope, that's not the right spelling. Um, Candino. There it is. Candino. C-A-N-D-I-N-O. Okay. So here's the Candino. Again, these are all owned by uh these are all owned by by Parallel, Festina. It's actually called Festina Watch Company, owns Parallel too. Okay, Candino. I just think it's a really weird name. C-A-N-D-I-N-O. I mean, that doesn't to me, although it was founded in 1947. Wow, by Adolf flurry Hoog, who opened a watchmaking studio in the annex of a family home and Herbert's will in the Swiss Canton of Solothurn. Even today, the original workshop probably remains standing beside the company's ultra-modern factory inaugurated in 1989. Okay, so question is, what's the quality? All right, so here's another one about Candino. I just thought it was a really bizarre name. These are upscale watches, uh, by the night they founded in 19 BN in 1952 by the seventies, they sold upscale watches under the Candino brand in 2002. It was acquired by Festina group there. They became known for luxury watches with exotic case materials, including carbon fiber. So this is an upscale version. I guess, of their watch. So let's go take a look. Let's go see what uh, Candinos are worth. Let's go take a look. I just think it's a weird name. But I didn't realize it actually had a big name that was named for somebody. I just thought it was a weird name. Okay, so I'm looking at pre-owned. Their watches are all over the place. 20 bucks, 200 500 you name it candino wristwatch very plain looking 498 brand new i mean they don't look that great to me they look like festina to me and festina looks pretty freaky stuff looks really kind of overblown original candino watch candino they got a lot of them i'm trying to see the newer ones yeah, they're not real expensive. Here's a pre-owned two here's a pre-owned stainless steel square with bracelet one thirty-five. Um, their stuff does not look that great. It looks okay. It looks like a cheap watch. Period. I don't know what else to say. It looks like a cheap watch. It doesn't look like a real super expensive. We gotta take a quick break though. I'm sorry I missed my break. Uh so here we go. Let's take our break. We'll be right back. <laughs> okay that was it i just want to expose you to some new brands you've never heard of that are actually pretty good now what i say would i say candino is a is a good brand to collect no but is it a good brand if you want an inexpensive watch to wear yeah not bad not bad at all i'm sorry i'm resetting my timer so i don't go too far off oh, but <sighs> sorry about that. Okay. All right. We're off and running. So Candino, I've never owned their watches, but if you look, if you go to, okay. If you have nothing better to do, look up Festina watches, look up Candino, C A N D I N O and also Jaguar and just look at them and look at what you get for the money and look where the bottom is, which brand is at the bottom, what the what their price point is, the medium brand and the better brand. Um, like here's an automatic Candino for 500 bucks. So it's not cheap and it's a beauty, beautiful watch. I think it's got crystals or something. What is it got? It's a beauty automatic, small second hand at eight o'clock Swiss made. Got a beautiful coin edge bezel. Got a beautiful looking bracelet. I'd like to see more. This is a really nice watch. Yeah. This, it looks like it's nicely made. Yep. Got a nice out of movement nicely finished and they want 500 American dollars. And that is new without tags. So that means you're getting a lot cheaper. Yeah. 1350 is uh retail. So Candino is at a higher price point. So if you can find one, that's pretty inexpensive, that looks modern, their old ones look kind of funky and weird. Uh, you can buy them cheap. Here's a Candino quartz watch with a blue dial, 38 bucks. I mean, come on. This is some really interesting stuff. Here's a weird one. Shaped like an egg. Very strange. All right, here we go. Candino Automatic. Looks like a Mueller. Uh, I'm not crazy about it, though. It's got an of movement in it, so it's nice. It's got a, let's see, a really dark blue metallic dial with gold applied numbers, but it looks cheap. And gold plated case. It looks cheap. And they want... They want 350 bucks, which in my book is a lot of money for this. It's got an ETA 2892 in it. This is pre-owned by the way. They want 350 bucks. So this is not a cheap watch. Yeah, their stuff's not cheap. The problem is I can't see spending that kind of money for a stainless steel or a plated watch. I just, I'm sorry. Just to me, it's a waste of money. It's going to turn colors. And their other, their sporty stuff looks kind of cheesy. So you got to be kind of careful if you want to look at their stuff, but they do have some decent quality. Like here's a nice one, a tank for 309 brand new. And what kind of, I don't know what kind of movements, but these are definitely Swiss made with decent movements in them. Here's a Candino 7750 Valjoux, which is an excellent Valjoux chronograph movement, automatic. It's pre-owned. They want $1,900. So this is not cheap. What does that look like? Uh, the bracelet looks almost like a uh, Rolex Oyster bracelet. The head looks like a Daytona, and it's got a very good movement in it. But they want a lot of money—nineteen hundred bucks pre-owned. That's a lot of money. What did it list for? And then we get to the point of: Should I spend nineteen hundred dollars on a Candino, or take nineteen hundred, buy something worthwhile? My opinion is: buy something worthwhile. Don't do that. It's clean. Uh, it's a diver watch. We know that. I don't know. It's 40 millimeter without crown. I'd like to know what list on it is, but they're just trying to get a lot of money for it. It is it worth it? Absolutely not. (laughs) Sorry to burst your bubble, but it's not. Now we've only got a few minutes. I'm gonna keep going over uh Candino, Festiva, and Jag, and then I'm gonna get back to Parallel. Probably next episode, we're gonna pop back into Parallel because this is all one company. Here's another one. Pre-owned Candino watch, <clears throat> automatic power reserve, thirty millimeter, man. It's got a nice, nice dial. Bracelet looks nice. A little beat up. They're asking six ninety nine. It's got a power reserve. What kind of movements in there? Um, it's got an, at a twenty eight ninety two, which is good, very good. Thirty eight millimeter head you know, it doesn't look like a super expensive watch. It just doesn't. The dial, the way the numbers are applied on the dial, the hands and it, it just doesn't look like an expensive watch. People are not going to look at your hand and go, wow, that's a really good looking watch. What is it? No, you're not going to get that. These are too plain, too cheesy looking. They just don't look like a Parallel. It does look that way. That's why I'm saying it. And why they don't make these look pretty close to apparel like quality wise, I do not have a clue. Okay, here's another one. This is a three-reg chrono. Pretty plain looking. It's new with tags and they want $400 for it. Well, if I were going to buy an everyday watch and I didn't really care what the name said, $400. It's not a bad price. Think about what you pay for a Seiko or a citizen or that kind of garbage. You know, these are decent. Candino quality line is not bad, but you know, you got to fight for a really great price. That's what you got to do. You have to have patience, patience, patience. That's a wins the day. You know, whoever's holding the money, that's the person you're going to be chasing. They're not chasing you. You're chasing them. Okay, so we talked about Candino. There's only, <clears throat> on this website I'm on, there's only 400 used ones, which is not a lot. Then let's go back to Jag one more time. I mean, I own, it, believe it or not, Festina, an older one. It had a beautiful, one of those bright medium blue dials. It's like a chronograph, not a chronograph, a um, Submariner, but the dial's like that electric blue, really medium blue. Uh, Metallic electric blue, really cool dial. Paid 50 bucks for the dumb thing and I put a band on it and I use it for my banger. But I like the color of the dial. That's why I bought it. It's just a cheap watch. Okay, let's go back to now Jaguars. Let's see what you can get in a Jaguar. I kind of like the dial better on the Jaguar, believe it or not. And I'm not getting very many. Okay, here's a brand new Jaguar, $400. They don't have a lot of pre-owned Jaguar. I'll tell you that. They really don't. It says a lot, but I don't see it. Hmm. Hmm. Jaguar men's watches. How many they got? 185. So, they don't have a lot. They really don't. And a lot of the ones on this list are not even Jaguars. There's not tons of them running around. Yeah, here's one Jaguar. Limited edition chronograph. So, Jaguar is going to be more Quartz. Jaguar is going to be a little less expensive than the Con- Candino line. Well, here's some Submariner lookalikes by Jaguar, and they're $440 approximately a piece, $400 and up. Okay, so let's take a look. Sapphire it says professional diver, 20 bar. It's got a blue and black bezel. They want $446. Dollars brand new, but I want to see what it says about it. Quartz. So you're not even going automatic. So remember, if it's a quartz movement, how much can they be? If you get a decent Swiss quartz, they're 20 to 50 bucks for the movement, maybe less. So it's not like you're getting some phenomenal watch with a quartz movement. It's okay. If it was a Cartier quartz or something, a Vacheron, that's a different story. Rolex quartz, different story. But this is like, you know, it's a regular quartz watch. It does not say who makes the, the movement it doesn't even say where it's made it doesn't say quartz and it doesn't say Swiss on the dial so that's a problem too but they're good-looking okay now let me see what the band looks like let's see if I can get a good look at this band okay the band is a decent band looks decent quality completely yeah looks okay it looks like a Rolex. It's got a oyster, heavy oyster bracelet. It's got the flip la- the flip latch on the bottom just like a Rolex. I mean, this is a decent little watch, but for $446, I don't think so. So, we are looking at different brands owned by Parley. And we are going to get to Parley next episode. I'm going to focus completely on Parley the whole episode cuz I really like them and I'm I wear Parleys. I have 3 of them. And I really, 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 really like them. So they have other brands. Here's another Jaguar, $603. So they're not cheap, 578. These are new, 676. So let's do the math. If I took a $676 Jaguar, what could I do with $676? I could actually buy an IWC, an older one. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I can do with $676. This is 43. It's an automatic. Doesn't say who makes the movement or any of that. Uh, Two-tone, which means it's plated and stainless. And they want $676. Nice looking watch. I like the dial. I like the Jaguar design better than the other ones. What I really wanted to see was, do people say anything about them, you know, quality-wise and so on? But I don't see it. So we're just about out of time. So, I hope I've been fricasseed enough for all of you. I really do, man. I've been fricasseed to death. Yeah. So, this is your man. This is the legend, the myth. I say that every time that I am a myth and a legend, and then I laugh at myself because I'm not. I've been doing this a long time, and yeah. Uh, I do have some weight on me these days from doing all this, all these years and people kind of respect that. And that's great. But am I puffed up about it? Not on your life, not on your life. I'm trying to help you all out, give you my knowledge so you can learn and have fun. Cause I love finding new watch brands and collecting stuff that, If you find stuff no one else is after, you can get a hell of a deal on it, okay? So I'm signing off. It's me, goodbye. See you later, Lee Jackson, America's Finest Watchman. You can contact me, Watches at gmail.com or Twitter or Facebook. Bye, everybody. See you later.